The Miami Dolphins 2023 preseason came to a close with a 31 to 18 exhibition loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got you covered here in the post game here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And a shout out to our everydayers who do keep it plugged in with us on Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets with the lowest prices guaranteed. It is Saturday, August 26th. It's about 10 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And nights like tonight are nights where uh, hopping on and talking about a football game can be kind of tough. Uh, because the Dolphins did have a preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, that game was suspended with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter with the score Jacksonville 31 to 18. And none of it really feels relevant. Uh, when a player, Miami Dolphins receiver Daywood Davis, is caught in the head on an in breaking route and knocked, presumably knocked unconscious on the field, had to be stretchered off. Now, the team did provide a update uh, for wide receiver Daywood Davis that he was transported to a local medical facility. He is conscious, and he has movement in all extremities. So hoping for uh, continued good news on the front of Daywood Davis, but wanted to, at the top of a show that's supposed to be about football, when football it really makes you take a step back and look at the big picture. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do on today's show was uh, send my best wishes uh, to David Davis and, and hope that uh, he is back to uh, his typical self as quickly as possible. Mike McDaniel offered some some really insightful words on Daywood and the, the player and the person that he is as he's uh, kind of embarked on this journey with the Dolphins throughout the course of this offseason. So sending our best uh, to David Davis and um, We'll try and talk about this football game, and I'll, I'll try to uh, bring a little bit of energy here uh, because I think there's there's plenty of good and plenty of bad from a football perspective for the Dolphins, and I think the first good storyline that I have is this. If you're going to look at this from a, a big-picture uh, standpoint, and I know we'll do some other big-picture conversations here towards the end of the show. Uh, this game didn't tell me anything in my mind that I didn't think that I already felt about this Dolphins team. I think this was a great uh, confirmation of suspicions that we had. The running back room is deep. Savan Ahmed ripped off another big run. Chris Brooks running really hard. And this was without uh, Devon A-Chain and no Jeff Wilson as well. He still had positive performers. Uh, I think the wide receiver depth really stood out throughout the course of this game. River Craycraft making a case to make the 53-man roster. Led the team in, in receptions. Uh, he had five receptions uh, for the Dolphins in total. That was tied with Miles Gaskin. No other player on the Dolphins offense had more than two. 
So uh, I think the wide receiver depth stood out. I think there were some good and some bad on the defensive side of the football. Uh, it's hard to shine the good when you've got a bunch of UDFA interior defensive linemen alongside Raquan Davis and uh, Jacksonville kind of pounds the rock right at you and says, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to come downhill. And they prove to the lack of depth that you have in the interior defensive line room to be a massive concern with Christian Wilkins not playing in this game uh, as he continues his bid to get a contract extension. And uh, Zach Sealer was banged up, nothing serious, but the Dolphins didn't run him out here in this football game. So you don't have either one of those two guys. Deshaun Hand doesn't play with an injury. And it's Raquan Davis with Josiah Bronson and Brandon Peely and Jalen Twyman. And Twyman had a sack, but uh, it came later in the game. And the interior defensive line depth, I would not be surprised if they end up rostering five and two of them aren't on the roster right now. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Hand. So um, I think there's the, the number one storyline for me is confirmation of a lot of the big picture thoughts and questions uh, that we had. And then the, the big negative for me from a game uh, summary perspective was the injuries. Obviously the Daywood Davis injury that suspended the end of the game uh, speaks for itself. But then you also have uh, Elijah Campbell who had a lower body injury on a kickoff coverage and has to be helped off the field. You have Savan Ahmed getting folded in half like a lawn chair on in uh, my opinion, a very questionable hit with a player on the ground that hit him in the back of the head. It was another very scary looking hit uh, throughout the course of this game. So um, Mike McDaniel in the post game did say that Savan Ahmed passed the uh, neurological exam uh, at the end of the game, but that they would learn more about Elijah Campbell and Savan Ahmed tomorrow. Now the Dolphins have two weeks to, to rest up and get ready to play a football game. And hopefully things are as good as they can be uh, for Savan Ahmed and Daywood Davis and, and Elijah Campbell. But those are, are players that were uh, suffered, uh, suffered injuries uh, throughout the course of this game. That, that's a big bummer and a black cloud that hangs over it. From a, a statistical standpoint, the final score of the 52 minutes of game that was played, Jacksonville 31, Miami 18. It could have got uglier than that. Uh, Miami forces, I think their first turnover of the preseason was Jerome Baker and Javon Holland tag-teaming, stripping rookie running back Tank Bigsby uh, right on the goal line on Jacksonville's opening possession to force a turnover uh, for a touchback. Uh, so... Uh, Jacksonville ended up finishing the contest with 413 yards of offense, 283 passing yards, 130 rushing yards, 7.6 yards per play, a very healthy amount. Now the Dolphins finished with 348, 224 passing yards, 124 rushing yards, 6.2 yards per play. Also very healthy. You know, Jacksonville in the first half, I think they had 19 first downs. They finished with 25. Miami finished with 21 first downs. Uh, Miami was two of nine on third down, but three of three on fourth down. They ran 56 total plays. They punted once. Uh, they were penalized five times for 33 yards. They had two turnovers. They lost the turnover battle in this. And Skylar Thompson had two pretty, uh, egregious turnovers is probably the best way to put it is egregious. One was an egregious miss rolling to his right, missing Cedric Wilson by about five feet too high. 
And then the other one was kind of a busted play, interior pressure, second level free runner, and just throws it out to Yasir Abdullah for an interception on a play that was like it would have, he probably could have not been looking had his eyes closed and the ball would have been intercepted anyway because it would have got jammed in his face mask. Uh, so uh, two very ugly looking interceptions for Skylar Thompson in a game in which this was the resume exclamation point for a guy who was with this team last year. And then the team spends to bring in Mike White. Mike White's in concussion protocol and advanced, seemed to be advancing quite well through concussion protocol throughout the course of the week. Doesn't dress for this game. You say, okay, Skylar, like you, we're dealing last week. Go out and put the exclamation point on. And you threw two turnovers and uh, really flipped the game on its head. It was a pretty unfortunate uh, performance in, in that regard. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, starting observations, and that is what is coming your way next here on this episode, this post-game episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Now is the time to get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season with an offer that you do not want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So if I were looking for good performances, I'd probably start with the starting offense. Uh, I thought the starting offense performed quite admirably. Uh, you had a... I don't know if it was an RPO. I don't know if it was a sight adjust with nickel pressure. I don't know what it was, but Tua Tungvalo on the opening play turns his back to the defense and pirouettes around, and Tyreek Hill's running a quick slant that replaces a pressure from the nickel, and it's a 40-something yard jaunt, it felt like. I think it was technically like 32, 34 yards. Actually, I can tell you what it is, because Tyreek only caught one ball. 32 yards, there you go. Tyreek scampers 32 yards, was one block away from a house call. And then the probably uh, biggest talking point from the starting offense, uh, uh, Connor Williams sent one to what they played in Jacksonville, right? So I think he snapped it to Tampa Bay. <laughs> was uh, where the snap landed, and you went from a 32-yard gain and really healthy field position on the plus side of the 50 to second and 35 at about your own 35-yard line. There's not a lot of calls in the, in the sheet for second and 35. So that killed the first drive, and a really promising start was a bad snap. And um, I think Mike McDaniel said it best in the postgame when asked about the, the shotgun snap from Connor Williams, and I know it's been kind of a subplot talking point. It really didn't bite the Dolphins last year in competitive games. But it was a talking point in preseason last year, and it's kind of been a peripheral thing. It's a non-negotiable. It can't happen. It cannot happen. You cannot miss your six foot one quarterback in the shotgun by two yards over his head. So 
the silver lining is it happened in a preseason game. But the bad news is that it's happened enough where now you're you're going to be sitting here really anxious for the first shotgun snap or the second shotgun snap in a football game. So uh, that will be a storyline to watch for Connor Williams. The unit rebounded nicely. They drove all the way down to the six-yard line. Uh, I thought Tua Tungavaloa was crisp. He ended four of six for 67 yards. Obviously had the big rip. Uh, 32 of those yards coming from, from Tyreek Hill. Uh, I thought from a rushing perspective, uh, you got some good looks. You had Savon Ahmed ripped off a, a 41-yard gain. Um, you didn't get a chance to see too much of the other guys. Raheem Mostert had a kind of a, a rough go trying to run downhill between the tackles, four carries for seven yards. But obviously the Savon Ahmed run for 41 was another big explosive play that he created. And it helped jumpstart Miami get down into the red zone, and they they kind of stall out inside the ten. Uh, they they felt like they tried to stick with the hot hand with Savon Ahmed. It didn't work out. You get to third down, Robbie chosen uh, shallow route across the middle. Probably wouldn't have scored anyway. Defender kind of draped on his back, hits off his hands. He doesn't catch it. He had a third down conversion earlier in, in the drive where he caught it, got two feet in out of bounds, went down to the ground. The ball kind of squirted out after he hit the ground, and there was some question like, was that a catch? Did he possess it? I didn't think it was a strong performance. Look, if you're going to talk about 53-man roster battles and you came into this game and you said, Robbie Chosen, like, I want to see it. I think he got showed up by River Craycraft, and I think River Craycraft's got more ceiling and as a special teams player too. And depending on what happens with Elijah Campbell and depending on what happens with Savon Ackman, you might need that player to be a special teams player. So um, all in all, I thought Tungvalo was sharp. I thought the pass protection was sharp. I thought they, they um, showcased themselves quite well from a protection standpoint. They did not, however, showcase themselves well uh, from and the two incompletions from Tua was one that he put at the feet on a screen pass, and then the the uh, I don't want to call it a drop; it was a contested catch in, in the the low red zone for Robbie Chosen. That that was not a completed catch. So those were his two incompletions. Uh, defensively, Jalen Phillips holding counter. Uh, we are off and running. He drew a holding penalty on on one of his drives that he was able to. Uh, get out there and rush the passer a little bit. I, I think it was really hard to evaluate the linebackers um, because of how bad the interior defensive line play was with these players that, in my opinion, aren't 53-man roster caliber NFL players are out there with the starters because you you took your two, two of your best starters defensively and they just happened to be defensive tackles and they didn't play in this exhibition showcase. So I thought it was hard to evaluate the uh, – the linebackers, kind of everything kind of boiled over. Jacksonville came right downhill. They hit you right downhill. They gouged you up the middle because you couldn't set the line of scrimmage. And then they bootlegged and play action passed off of it. The linebackers are undisciplined because they're selling out in the light boxes to try and step up. Felt like Miami was pretty vanilla on the back end. Uh, they played a lot of soft zone and zone match coverages. Uh, and Jacksonville would kind of just rear up and take pitch and catch. They got into a good rhythm. Miami didn't adjust. Uh, felt like they were really trying to rep a few things and get guys practice in, in playing in off coverage is kind of what it felt like to me, especially in the first half. And uh, 
you take that with two short fields for Jacksonville with Skylar Thompson throwing two interceptions in the first half, and you go from up three nothing with the starting offense to down uh, by a score of seventeen to six in the halftime window. Uh, so uh, the script was kind of a bummer for Miami too. Uh, on top of being compounded with the uh, negative play that you got on the defensive interior with these guys that that probably aren't going to be playing on Sundays or suiting up on Sundays, running out there with the starters. And I thought you were vanilla on defense. And then uh, Calvin Ridley has like the catch of the preseason where there was some question whether he got two feet in or not. Uh, Bradley Chubb had got a nice hit on the quarterback on Trevor Lawrence on the play in question. Knowing Benogany in coverage doesn't get his eyes back to the football. He's trying to stay plastered on the hip. Calvin Ridley adjusts to the football. He's kind of got one foot down as he's catching the ball, as he's creating uh, control, and the foot comes off. You could have made an argument that maybe it wasn't down by the time he controlled it, but they didn't have conclusive evidence to overturn it because he tapped his other foot down as he went out of bounds. And that sets you up in a position to score a touchdown as well. So uh, I think Jacksonville probably comes out of this game feeling better about themselves. Uh, like I said, though, I, I didn't come out of this game thinking or feeling anything about the Dolphins team as a team that I didn't already know. And, you know, by the end of that last Jacksonville possession with the starters, the Dolphins had pulled their starters out on defense, too. So, like, I'm not sitting here looking at the score. I'm not sweating bullets by the performance and the score. I think there's good. and, and Look, this time last week, we were all talking about Tua Tungvaloa throwing an interception on the first play. I'm glad we're not talking about Tua Tungvaloa throwing an interception on the first play. We can look at the, like, nobody's going to talk about the first team offense. Everybody's going to look at the first team defense and say, well, they ran the ball down your throat. And Trevor Lawrence came out and, and went eight of 10 for 92 yards. And you, you kind of got punched in the mouth. Yeah, you did get punched in the mouth because you got undrafted free agents playing for you at defensive tackle with your starting group and they ran downhill at you. And when you're going to play six-man boxes and your guys on the interior can't anchor at all and they're getting blocked three gaps down in, in the goal line, it's going, it's going to happen. That's the nature of the beast. That's how all these pieces of the puzzle fit together. So uh, if anything, if you're looking at winners from this game, Christian Wilkins, big-time winner. Didn't have to suit up, didn't have to put pads on. Still a big-time winner. We're going to talk some other big-picture observations from this football game as we bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close. Listen, I want you to forget about feeling as though you need to plan months in advance to make sure you get the chance to see all of your favorite teams, concerts, artists, you name it. Game Time offers deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. It is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Game Time guarantees that you will always get the best price. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, if we were to go through some 
winners and losers of this football game or, or winners and underperformers or however you wanted to phrase it. You know, in a lot of cases, you don't like to uh, think about losers in a preseason setting. Um, I thought one of my big winners was Chris Brooks. He had six carries for 33 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> this dude's run hard. He has run hard all preseason long. And I can't, I've had a bunch of people who asked, uh, were asking on the Locked On Dolphins subtext and in the subtext community as we were, were chatting throughout the course of the game. Popped in on Twitter every once in a while, but I am in the, the Locked On uh, Dolphins subtext community and, and talking with those guys throughout the course of the game. If you're interested, text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Get a direct line of communication to text with me, and then you get into the subtext community. And we have this big group chat where we talk about the games as they unfold. Again, that's text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Talk Dolphins, talk the game as it happens in real time. It's a couple bucks a month. If you don't like it, you can cancel within the first two weeks. No no charge to you. So uh, for your consideration. But had a couple people who asked me, Chris Brooks, is, is there a pathway for him to make the 53? We don't want to lose him. And I agree. I really agree. Um. Even if there was a pathway, say Savan Ahmed had something where he needed to go on short-term IR. If you wanted to keep Chris Brooks over, say, Miles Gaskin to be the RB4 with your fifth running back going on IR, he still has to clear, like, I don't see a path for him to make the organic 53. I will be ticked off if we lose him, though. <laughs> I would love for him to be on the practice squad or sneak onto this 53 at the end of the day. But uh, uh, that running back position is one that we'll obviously be watching closely for the next 72 hours or so uh, as well. I, I thought a, another winner, we mentioned Chris Christian Wilkins uh, winning without suiting up. I thought Mike White won without suiting up as well. Obviously, Skylar Thompson had the two interceptions. He finished 15 of 24 for 135 yards and two interceptions rushed for 18 yards. I believe he finished with uh, four interceptions plus a fumble uh, this preseason. So in three preseasons game, turned the ball over five times. Can't happen, right? It's um, especially the two that he threw. He threw another two balls that could have very easily been intercepted as well. I think you can make make a case that that Skylar Thompson on 24 attempts had four turnover worthy throws. And that's a really hard way to make a living as the backup. So if you wanted to put Skylar Thompson in the stock down category and Mike White in the stock up category, I would not argue with it. Stock up for Javon Holland made his first like splashy big time play of the preseason. I'm expecting one or two of those a game, if we're being honest, for this defense and how it implements safeties and the positions that it puts you in. We mentioned River Craycraft. I think that's a stock-up player as well. Um, defensively, Cam Smith got got. Coming out, start the second half. And this was a little bit of a bummer because Vic Fangio came out and he was asked about Cam Smith and, and kind of getting back involved in practice and fun physical contact and all that and asking about competing for a starting job. Vic was complimentary, but he also said, like, we, we got to make sure we're not beating ourselves out there. Well, 
Cam Smith gets takes the cheese on a double move and gives up a explosive play, 60-plus yard touchdown. And it's the embodiment of exactly what Vic Fangio voiced his concern over. Now, Vic Fangio also had voiced his concern over who was going to be the other safety opposite of Javon Holland. Uh, Brandon Jones did not suit up for this game. That's a bummer. Uh, he dropped the, non, the red non-contact jersey this week at practice. Thought for sure you'd see him play. He didn't even dress. I think that probably puts Deshaun Elliott as the favorite to start, and, and Deshaun was good in this game. I thought he really stood out in a good way as well. Um, stock down for the entire interior defensive line that's not Davis, Wilkins, and Sealer. I, I would not be surprised if they go out and they get a couple of guys there. They need it, if we're being honest. They really need that depth. I don't think they have it. I think the cornerback room is something to watch between Xavier Howard and Cater Kohu and uh, Eli Apple, I think, is probably the favorite to start near the spot because Cam's young. And then you have uh, Noig Benogany, uh, who's been up and down and then balls on, plays on the ball is not necessarily his strength. Beyond that, who else do you have that you like in the nickel? If it's not Kater Kohu, it's probably going to have to be a safety. If you're worried about having more threats for that spot, they had Bryce Callahan in for a visit. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they turn a couple different spots and bring in vets that know this defense. That'd be a storyline for me to watch as we get ready here to, to push to 53, which comes on Tuesday. That's right around the corner. Well, um, we'll grind the tape tomorrow. I'll probably get my hands on it late afternoon. I'll, I'll try to grind through both the offensive and the defensive tapes and We'll have uh, all 22 reactions for you guys. We're going to do a 53-man projection, and that's going to put us right on the cusp of 53-man cutdowns, and then we'll react to what the initial roster looks like. There's a whole running back trade watch thing that's happening across this stretch of time as well. So it's going to be a very busy week for us on Locked on Dolphins. I hope you plan accordingly. Hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I appreciate all of you who check out the show, especially our everydayers. Fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.